Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we hoard copious amounts of sand, melt it into fantastical shapes, and see which shape the wine tastes the best in. Yes, indeed. We are doing another glasses test. That's right, testing glasses and seeing which shape of glass gives the best flavour. Hmm. Got a bunch of different shaped red wine glasses, and we'll give that a whirl. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So we're doing things a little bit differently to how we normally do in our glass tests because there's not really an old standard or a new standard. There's just a lot of variations on a theme. Mm. And so we're going with the... So if you look at the photo, we're going from left to right. Tallest to shortest. Or what we think is the shortest. Yes. Is it... Bit of uh, mystery involved between the last two. Is that they're very close and we can't be bothered pulling out a ruler. Correct. Correct. So the first glass, as you'd have noticed, is somewhat bell-shaped and very tall and very pointy at the bottom. Mm. And, yeah, kind of like a... a, What are those um, little green icons that are above the Sims? Oh, yeah, it's almost like those diamond icons. Yeah, kind of like a 2D diamond shape, even. I don't know what you call it. It's a glass. It said red wine on the box. <laughs> yeah, so I, this is a generic red wine glass. Yeah, I, I bought these because they looked cool. Uh, they sound dreadful, and they are horrifying to clean, so I don't like them. Yes, so now we will... <laughs> I suppose we should start by telling you what we're drinking out of these. Mm. So, what are we drinking, Mickle? So, what we are drinking is the Forester Estate 2018 Lifestyle Cabernet Merlot from Margaret River. Mm. WA. Western mm. Australia, sorry. Not Washington. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be a like a fruity, light-bodied red. Um I mean, it looks fairly light in terms of reds. looks fairly light in terms of reds. They describe it as uh, subtle French oak and ripe berry aromas match fresh mixed fruit flavours and a soft finish. Mm. So it should be nice and easy to drink and uh, hopefully have a lot of variation between each of the different glasses. Yeah, and I mean, it, it was selected intentionally because... It should be soft and fruity, yet complex. Mm. 2000, 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, 2018. Yes, yes. Delightful. Uh, <laughs> cheers. Let, cheers. Let's, let's start. Uh, let's just get right into it. Yeah. Dreadful sound. Dreadful. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yep. So immediately the nose is almost overwhelming. Yeah, there's so much tannin. It is a bit fruity. I am getting a bit of fruit and a bit of spice, I think, even. A little bit of, little bit of spice, but I do also smell a lot of ethanol. 
Don't you? Oh, not overly, but I am thinking about the last thing that we were smelling in our rum episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah, a little bit like that, I suppose. All right, tasting. There's nothing light-bodied about that red. (laughs) No, it's, yeah, very full-bodied and fleshy and a little bit of sourness on the back end. I'm not getting that, but definitely fruity still. Oh, well, definitely fruity, yeah. But the the glass mm, the glasses really are really emphasizing the the tannins. I suppose we should have picked one that we've had before too. Mm, perhaps. Um, but the the glasses are emphasizing the tannins. It's yeah, feels or tastes kind of on the heavier spectrum of reds. Oh, it's got a, a bit of a fleshy sort of a mouthfeel, not quite like you'd get from a Shiraz, but... Oh, no, but it it's leaning in that direction is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the Cabernet. Could be. Mm, with the Merlot giving it the fruitiness. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we're getting that subtle spice mm. and the sort of fleshy body from... From the Cabernet and then, yeah, that fruitiness from the Merlot. Hmm. But it's not delivered in a subtle way at all. Certainly not in this glass. No. No. Um, but, it, I mean, I I would say these glasses are designed to be all-rounders. And so that's kind of what we've got. Yeah. So I suppose at this point we might as well move on to the next one, because it's not really fair to make an assessment until we've tried them all, since we've never tried this wine before. Correct. All right. Let's do that. All right. Let's do that. So, so this is kind of like your benchmark glass. This is the one you use the most. Yes, this glass is, it's one of, one of the ones I use the most. Our second last glass is the other one that I use a lot. Okay. And this one is the most, and then I use that one the next most. Mm. So this one is supposed to be like a, a Pinot Noir glass or a Pinot glass. Mm. So it should lend itself very well, I think, to the flavours of this wine. Mm. Yeah, it might um, it might accentuate the fruitiness. Let's hope. Hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Well, the smell is entirely wow. different. Yeah. I'd, I'd forgotten how much of a difference this makes. <laughs> It, it that ethanol is gone. Gone. You can smell more berries. Yeah, but yeah, very, very, berry, very much more fruity. Uh, very berry, yeah. very berry, much more fruity. I like it. Yeah, smells smoother, more subtle. I can I can see why you. Well, that's probably the whole idea of these glasses. I can see why you choose to use these more often than not. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's much, much smoother than the last one. The tannins don't seem to bite your tongue quite as much or fill your tongue out quite so much. Yeah, and it doesn't... Somehow it doesn't feel so fleshy, doesn't have that wrapping sort of sensation on the tongue. Hmm. The I wonder why that is. Yeah, the fruity flavours are very forward. Mm. Like, it, it still has the same... Uh, I suppose after sip mouthfeel, 
Mm. That almost grit, almost gritty. I don't know. Um, yeah, but it it you could you could definitely be forgiven for for thinking it's a different wine again. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can smell much much more with these glasses. I really quite like it. Um, what do you think of the wine so far? Well, from the first glass, I could have taken it or left it. Yeah. <laughs> but from this one, mm. I like it. Mm. What are your thoughts so far? It's um, it's much more refreshing out of these glasses. I could uh, definitely see myself drinking it quicker, which makes these glasses dangerous, given the volume. Yeah, you can fit a lot of wine in one of these. <laughs> Didn't you say about half a bottle? About half a bottle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's the point. Well, no, but... it's, it's very much not. <laughs> like the amount that we've put in them is is right, about mm. halfway up the initial curvature. Mm. Mm. So the, these are... these. Are better than the last ones, I reckon. Yeah, e- even accounting for the fact that it's had a little, a slightly bit longer time to breathe. Yeah, yeah, even accounting for that because this is that's a difference that's not just in breathing. Mm. Hmm. All right, shall we move on to the next one? Yes, let's. So these ones. Uh, glass the third. It. Um, I swear these are like Chardonnay glasses or Cab Sav glasses because I've definitely seen them being seen glasses that look similar to this. Have been. I'm pretty sure I've heard them described like this. And certainly, this is the kind of glass where if you were at a nice fine dining restaurant and ordered a glass of House Red, they would probably bring it to you in one of these. Mm. What do you reckon? It's um, I'm pretty sure these are crystal too because they they had a very nice clink earlier. Mm. They do have a fantastic clink. Mm. Uh, anyway, let's get right down to business. Yes. I'm finding the the nose to be quite dulled in mm, in these. It's, it's very subtle. Yeah. Oh, maybe these are dessert wine glasses, not um. Uh, Cabernet or um, Chardonnay glasses. Mm, perhaps, because d- dessert wines always have a very strong smell mm. and something that kind of dulls that would not go astray. Yeah, because you kind of don't want dessert wines to be uh, nosy. Yeah, which which makes perfect sense. You don't want to overwhelm people with the scent of a dessert wine. Mm. And well, they they generally don't have a nice, a uh, uh, subtle smell to begin with. Yeah, I mean, you you can smell it if you stuff your nose right in the glass. The smell <laughs> is definitely there, and yeah. it is pleasant, but very subtle. Mm. All right, let's taste. Now, this is probably all in my head, but it tastes a little bit sweeter. Yeah, no, I was thinking exactly the same thing. 
that it does seem to have enhanced. Like the fruity flavors are there, but they're sweeter fruity flavors. Like it's enhanced them. Mm. I'm getting more uh, berry, like dark berries and raspberries from it than than the other uh, bigger bigger notes before. Like sweet raspberry and sweet blueberry, as opposed to the tart versions that you yeah. get when they're out of season. And if it weren't for the other glass tests we've done, this would all seem like complete bullshit. Yeah. That, Sometimes it feels like bullshit. Yeah, that a glass could make that much difference. But yeah, it really does. It really does. It blows our minds every single time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we need a physicist or somebody to explain it. <clears throat> I think it'd be um, uh, f- like a, a, a food scientist, I suppose, or someone working in fluid dynamics. Like an, mm. Or a material scientist. Yeah, or maybe a... Some some form of scientist. Mm. Yeah. Someone with way more qualifications than us. <laughs> yeah. We yes. uh we're we're qualified to talk bullshit. Yeah, so if you're the <laughs> the correct sort of scientist to explain to us why the glasses make such an immense difference. Yes, please let us know what kind of scientist you are because that's the I suppose the first question. <laughs> yeah, that that's the kind we want to get in touch with. Mm. We have many questions including uh, the difference between crystal and glass. Yes. Yeah. Because I know it makes a difference. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure why. And obviously, like, if... Because we know that the first glass was glass. And well, it, no, the first glass was crystal. The first glass was crystal. Yeah, they're crystal. Oh, they're just a dreadful... Yeah. Dreadful crystal. Yeah, it's the shape. Right, yes. I'm certain of it. Because I'm pretty sure the second glass was glass. Yeah. And the shape made all the difference. Mm. And, and these, these... I think I think they might be crystal. But they could also just be a really high quality glass. Yeah. Who... Who knows? Yeah. You've had these for a while, haven't you? I have. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Well, what good are you? They were a gift. Oh. Yeah, that explains that. Mm. Uh, we, uh, we're rambling again, so I suppose we should move on to glass the fourth. Quiet, quiet. Mm. I'm almost sweating from the red wine now. <laughs> yeah. It does hit you. Wow. Right on the brow. Yeah. <sighs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am sweating. Mm. Wow. All this red wine is getting to me. I'm not drinking the full glasses either. I'm just sipping at them. No, we're just tasting. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're not old winos. We're, we're just tasting. We're being scientific. Trying to be. As, as much as one can while sipping booze. <laughs> yes, so now we are on to, let's be honest, they're, they're brandy balloons. That's mm. exactly what they are. But <laughs> let's remember that brandy is a type of wine. A, a distilled wine. Yeah. But, but I do drink out of these with a bit of regularity for both red and white wine and find that they work 
well. So I'm interested to see because I've never had the same wine in them and another glass. True. So I'm interested to see the difference. Me too. Um, I'm expecting I'm expecting it to be more uh, nosy than the first glass because the the opening is very small. So I'm expecting it to funnel all the the smells right up into your nose, like all of them, every so single one. You're, you're thinking it's going to be heavy ethanol again. I think it's going to be noisy, like nostrally speaking. Uh huh. If that makes any sense whatsoever yes the sort of noise you can smell like I'm expecting all the smells to hit my nose at the same time I'm not I'm not expecting to smell any subtlety yeah so I think as uh, if we can get away with saying this without being sued by Nickelodeon you're expecting the sort of smelly smell that smells smelly as Mr. Krabs would put it. No, I'm not expecting smelly. I'm expecting... Uh, I'm expecting it to be hard to differentiate the smells. Right, well, let's find out. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. I I've, I feel like I'm right on that one. It... Uh... Smells like wine. Mm. Though I'm I'm not getting the bad smells though. Like, no, it's it smells like a, there's a sweet fruitiness. You can't really differentiate where the sweetness or the fruitiness is coming from. But I'm not picking up any of the ethanoly, alcoholy smell we got from that first glass. No, me neither. Which which is a good thing. It means it's doing its job. But yeah. I, I'm also watching you uh, stick your whole nose in that glass. Yeah, and I'm still <laughs> not picking up any of that. So, you yeah. know, I'm going all out here. Mm. All right, let's taste. Hmm. I must admit, the smell is closer to... Sorry, the taste is closer to the first glass than the other two. Yeah. Yeah, certainly it's closer. Well, it's like like it doesn't taste it like probably similar, closest in shape. Mm. Um it's uh yeah, it's bold, it's uh fl- got a fleshy mouthfeel. It's um it's full body. It tastes full body. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, but I'm kind of like, like if I hadn't tasted it in any other glasses, I could, I could kind of take it or leave it. Hmm, I mean, I'm, I'm finding it more enjoyable in this than the first one, but probably only by about a point maybe. Oh yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. Uh, I'm saying I'm enjoying it less than the second two. Yeah, oh yes, yes, I, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, I, I would put this one in between the other two and the first one. Mm. And that, like, what we're 
describing so far, like our preferences for the glasses, that uh, is supposed to come down to the type of wine we're drinking. So the the fruitier, uh, lighter reds are supposed to uh, taste best in short, wide glasses. Shorter, wider glass. Shorter, wider red glasses, and that's held true so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like if we were drinking, say, a Shiraz, mm. these glasses would be ideal. No. Mm, I've really enjoyed Shiraz's at least. Apparently, maybe they were just amazing Shirazes. Apparently, the taller glasses, the taller, slightly narrower red wine glasses, are more for Shirazes, for the fuller-bodied, spicy reds. Interesting. Wait, let me open the thing again. Yeah, so the full-bodied red you'd have in your taller wine glasses, your lighter-bodied red wine you'd have in your shorter, wider red wine glasses, and your smaller, the smaller red wine glasses, you'd probably put a sherry or a rosé in. Sorry, not sherry. A rosé or a dessert wine in. And, of course, that is basically what these are designed for. Mm. So, the, the tall... Narrow ones, you'd have things like Merlot, Cab Sav, and Bordeaux blends. Sorry, Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, the sh- smaller ones, the the medium to full-bodied with spicy or peppery notes, you'd have Sangiovese, Syrah, Malbec, and Grenache. And the red wines with floral, floral aromas are the ones you'd have in the shorter, wider glasses. Mm. And of course, these are shorter, but not wider. Not at the top, at least. No. Uh, and you, yeah, Pinot Noir, uh, G- Gamay, and Nebbiolo. Uh, what what are we drinking? We are drinking a Cabernet Merlot. Cabernet Merlot, which is supposed to taste the best in the in those taller, narrower glasses. And yet, somehow, it tastes the best in. Glass two and glass three, which, and yet somehow it tastes the best in glass two and glass three so far, mm. which are both completely different from each other. Yeah. Um, however, we were definitely getting those sweeter notes in that dessert wine style glass. Oh yes, and the fruitier notes in the uh, that really what really big glass. And that could also come down to our preference, too. Like, I'm definitely more of a fan of those fruity, spicy wines ra- rather than the full-bodied tannic wines. Yeah, and I'll admit, I'm I'm enjoying the flavours that we're getting from drinking this wine in this glass because I like full-bodied tannic wines, but then I also like fruity... I like them all, let's, let's be fair. <laughs> I like wine... Yeah. Good wine. Good wine. Specifically. <laughs> yes. And on that note, we should grab our final glass and give it a whirl. Indeed, Ta- indeed. Take yes. a swig. <laughs> so now these are stemless wine glasses. I don't believe they're specifically white wine glasses. They may well be 
red wine glasses, and I believe if they were on a stem, we would probably go, that's a red wine glass. Mm. It's about the size for a red wine glass. Yeah. Mm. I mean, these are glasses that I acquired at a cheese and wine event mm. as a freebie that was given to each person who attended for drinking wines out of, so that you could try the various wines that were on offer for tasting alongside the cheeses and, of course, could then buy them because that's how those events go. Mm. And and the drunker you get, the more you spend. That's what they want. That's yeah. why they give you free tastings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unlike the uh, the beer festival we went to where it was like, hey, you can pay like $3 for a mouthful of beer. Madness. Gabs. Mm. Not the... Like, probably one of the worst markets I've went to. Yeah, did like, literally, there there were beers at this cheese and wine festival I went to, and they would give you a taste. Oh, cool. For nothing. Nice. And then you go, yes, I, I enjoyed this double stout that I just had a small taste of. I will spend $9 on a glass of it. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Mm. Uh, so... I'm expecting it to taste the best out. This wine to taste the best out of these, because it's according to Wine Folly, this is the best shape to drink those. Uh, the the full-bodied fruity wines out of, which is interesting because the smell. Mm. I'm getting a bit more of that sort of more like the first glass. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But I am picking up. I f- feel like I'm picking up more of the other smells as well. Like the the fruit's still there. The tannins are still there. That fleshiness is still smells there. Um, I guess we're just gonna have to taste and stop rambling about it. Yes. And really decide for sure. Cheers. Cheers. That's another reason I don't like stemless wine glasses. Mm. You can't clink them very well. Yeah. yeah, Your hand immediately absorbs all the impact. Yeah. All right. Here it goes. It's actually like a different wine again. Mm. More back to the the second one, the second glass. Yeah, but with differences in the flavor profile, again, Mm. there's different flavors to the four and some of the flavors... That were there with that glass of fall into the back. Yeah. Hmm. It's um more of a, it. It feels like more of a sipping wine out of this. That, yeah. Like the that second glass that we had with the uh, interesting rim. It was. It tasted more like a quaffing wine. And I wanted to just keep drinking it, but I thought there lies dragons. Yeah, like this still has this has the fruitiness that we got out of that, mm. but some of the tannins that that were lacking. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of stand by my prediction. This is this f- almost feels like the most true representation of the wine. Yeah, this is the. Uh, yeah, in in this glass, the flavors are perfectly balanced, as all things should be. 
<laughs> the uh, the only downside to this particular glass is that you warm the glass as you're holding it. You can't you can't avoid it. Yeah. So if you were to have a stemmed version of this, that problem would be resolved. Mm. Otherwise, you just have to drink it faster, which is a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> no. But yeah, just be careful about warming it up too much with your hands. Yeah. So if you can, if you're ever using a stemless wine glass, whether it's for a red or a white, ideally you want to hold the glass above where the wine sits mm. so or, that you're not warming it. Or just don't hold it. Yeah, just put it down. Mm. But I tend to, I hold it above where the wine sits with just my pinky under it to stop it from falling. Mm. Just in case. Yeah. The other downside about red wine and drinking red wine out of these is that red wine warms you up quite a lot and that and therefore that transfers more heat to your hand yeah. and warms the wine faster, which heats you up faster. Though and one of the plus sides of red wine is that as a general rule, it's intended to be consumed at room temperature. That's European room temperature, which is closer to 18 degrees, not Australian room temperature, which is closer to 23. Well, in winter, perhaps, but (laughs) (laughs) on a hot summer's day, if you're drinking a red wine in Australia, you're a madman. Well, yeah. That's what white wine is for. Mm. Well, that's why Australians drink so much beer. Yeah, because if you're drinking a red wine on a 35 degree day... And yes, Americans, we're talking Celsius, not Fahrenheit. So, a 100, 100 plus degree day mm. for those using uh, freedom units. <laughs> yes, th- those are not the days for red wine. Uh, I mean, it's going into uh, winter in America, in the Northern Hemisphere. So, yeah. Grab- it's coming into red wine season. Mm. Yeah, so... If you're about to drink a, well, any sort of red, this is probably a good episode to tell your friends to listen to. Yeah. Because obviously you've already listened to it. Mm. But tell your friends that they should listen to it too, so they can work out which wine yeah. goes with which glass. And if you're not a fan of wines, we have a very big backlog, given that this is episode 151. Yeah, that's true. You could find out which wine you should drink your beer out of. Which wine? Which glass? <laughs> How you many could wines find you out had? which glass you should drink your beer out of. <laughs> How many wines have you had? Not that many. I've only been tasting, tasting. Uh huh. Uh huh. So let's um, let's quickly back, go back through them again and uh, see if our uh, estimations hold up. Have yes. A, uh, like a quick fire comparison. Yeah, and then uh, bottle cap ranking of the glasses for how well they do this wine. Oh, I don't think we need to give them a bottle cap rating, just one to five. Is, okay, that, that basically is a bottle cap rating, but sure. What, one out of five bottle caps? No. Well, I mean, one, one to five is just the same as... No, like... Rank rank them us. Oh yeah, it's just rank which is best and which is worst. Yeah, well, that's what we normally do. Yeah. You want to give them a bottle cap rating? No, no. Okay, no, we'll just rank them. Okay, that's what we normally do. Yeah. You yeah. say give them a bottle cap rating. 
<laughs> I've been very busy. I'm frazzled. Leave me be. <laughs> All right. So, glass the first. Let's retaste. Ah, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, glass the worst is what I'm going to say of this. <laughs> It's I mean, it it's fine. Um, like it it's, yeah. Not the, the wine doesn't taste anything special. Yeah, I, I think compared to the others, but obviously we're we're plowing through again. So I'll, I'll save judgment for the end. Yeah. But I'm feeling like this is going to be at the bottom. Mm. That's a shame. I spent a decent amount of money on those glasses. And it was a very poor decision. <laughs> All right. Glass El Second. I have always loved these glasses. Partially for the size and partially because everything I drink out of them tastes amazing. Okay. Glass the second. Yeah, it tastes so light in these glasses. Yeah. So easy to drink. I mean, mm. it's it's light. It's pleasant. It's the perfect accompaniment for almost anything. Hmm. I am starting to pick more of the similarities. Like, I'm starting to pick that this is the same wine because we've had it in so many different glasses now. Yeah, like that. I I uh, I'm noticing flavors in common between the glasses. I suppose. But then you would get that if you were drinking... You would get that if you were drinking some other Cab Merlot. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. We'd have to do that. We'd have to try that. <laughs> a, a comparison of Cab Merlots. That's an episode. A comparison of wine regions. Yes. Same wine. Yeah. Different regions. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Different countries or just different just regions? different regions. Hmm. All right. Glass the third. Fuck. I'm feeling really <coughs> head drunk. Yeah. Like, I think that I could quite happily compare, say, the Marlborough region in New Zealand with, you know, the WA, the South Australia, the Victoria, the New South Wales. Yeah. Well, New Zealand's got a very different microclimate. Hmm. Very, yeah. But would we tell? That's the episode. That's the episode. Mm. So, third glass. Yeah, judgment still stands. So this as this has the least amount of flavor. This glass, I think. It, but but it's still easy to drink. Easy to drink. A lot of sweetness. Well, but not excessive. The sweetness is coming out. I wouldn't call it sweet. Compared to the other glasses, it's the sweetest tasting. Mm. Well, that, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's sweet for a Cab Merlot. Oh, yeah. Very, very sweet. Like, Riesling kind of sweet. Almost. Might be a push, but yes, I, I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't want to drink a Riesling out of this glass. I don't know. That we will find out in a white wine glasses comparison test. I think I have a Riesling. I'm not drinking more wine no. now. <laughs> no. It's too much wine. Too much. 
Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need some water after That's this. Fourth glass. Glass number four. It almost tastes like a... Um, like the kind of sweetness a red velvet uh, cupcake would have. Red velvet cake would have. Yeah. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Like the sweet, fruity, little bit tart. Yeah. But most, but almost, almost savoury. Mmm. Yeah, I see that. Mmm. Yeah. I... I Flavors aside, I like drinking out of this glass the least because I've got a big nose, I'll admit that. And it kind of uh, sits on the rim as I try and drink and I have to really like, have to really like tilt my head back to actually drink anything. Yeah, and I think if, if we were drinking out of this, what should be consumed out of this, like a brandy or a cognac, you would be holding it differently, you would be drinking it differently mm. and you'd have a completely different experience with it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Still not bad, but... Yeah, it it does... If all you've got for drinking out of is a brandy balloon, it's not a bad choice. No. It's definitely better than a Collins Highball. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, I think a Stein... Drinking wine out of a Stein would be a better choice. All right, and finally... Back to the last one again. The stemless wine glass. Yeah. If it wasn't for the fact it's stemless, I would probably enjoy drinking out of this one the most. Yeah, size of the opening is just right. Mm. gives you a perfect balance of flavours and the nose is well balanced and there's just enough tannins. Yeah. I'm actually surprised you agree with me. Oh, well, I, I do. Like, my... My favourite glass remains the one that we drank out of second. Yep, glass the second. Glass the second is yep. remains my favourite, but in part because it's, I think it's a great all rounder. Right, and you can fit half a bottle of wine in it. <laughs> You're not supposed to be encouraging. No, so you can pour that one glass and then sit on it all night. I suppose that works with a red. You can't do it with a white, but yeah, it works with a red. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah I appreciate the the flavor more out of this stemless wine glass, but I think yeah I think it all comes down to the shape is right for the wine. Yeah, it, it is the right shape for this exact varietal blend, mm. which would be very interesting to test for a completely different one, like going from this to say a Syrah or Shiraz. Or to a uh, Pinot Noir. Mm, and do stay tuned for future episodes when we do just that. And do stay tuned for future episodes when we do just that. When mm. we use these exact same glasses with different wines. Beyond, that means I've got to keep these glasses. <laughs> I was going to get rid of them. But then how can we be scientific? Because I can get better ones. <laughs> All right, I'll keep them. Uh, so, 
So a yeah. ranking from one to five. What is your ranking? Um, so five. So the last one is number one. Stemless wine is number one. Uh, number two, the runner-up would be your uh, Pinot Noir glasses. I think they're Pinot Noir glasses. Number three. Number three. Mm. No, glass the second. Are you talking about the big ones, the bowls? Yeah, the really big ones. Yeah. Yeah, glass the second. That is my rank two. And then the dessert wine glass is three. The uh, first glass we tasted, the diamond glass is number four. And your brandy balloon is number five. Ah, and that is basically the same for me. But? But flip the last two. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I... So I suppose it comes down to the ex- the whole experience drinking out of those brandy balloons. It's uh, it feels awkward to drink out of because also because the stem is so short, you need to hold it. You feel like you need to hold it by the by the bulb, and that's not how you drink wine. Yeah. Yes, very very true. But certainly flavor wise, I. Like, just thinking on the flavour, I preferred the flavour out of those to what we got out of the first glasses. Mm. My 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 statement still stands. My ranking still stands. I'm going to stick with what I said. And you are entitled to do so, my friend. I'm also entitled to be wrong. <laughs> uh, so, I think we should wrap it up now. Yeah, I think that's it for the episode, guys. We had a blast doing this. This was fun. And I'm like sweating Mm. because of the red wine. Yeah, yet another eye-opening glass test episode. Yeah, yeah. So if you liked what you heard, everybody, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. We are a good drop all about alcohol on your favorite podcast app, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, Podbean, and many more. And you can also find us on the socials, Facebook and Instagram, as a Good Drop Podcast. And if you want to check out our giant library of previous episodes, jump on our website, agooddrop.com.au. Or if you have a favourite glass and you want us to want to let us know about it, send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. Yes, and uh, also email us there if you're the right kind of scientist to tell us why this is the way it is. Yes. Yes, definitely. If you're a scientist, if you're any kind of scientist, just let us know. You guys are great. Um, What are we listening to? What are we talking about next week? So be sure to tune in next time when we get back to the most basic of basics and talk ingredients with uh, malt. That's like... 90% 90% of the beer. Oh, it's, it's well, a big portion of a lot may, of things. Maybe 60%. Because um, not only what the type of malt matters, but how long it's roasted for matters. And the colour of the roast and the, all the other stuff that goes into it too. Mm, but not just in beer. True. You've got uh, whiskey. You've got uh, aquavit. You've well, hold got, up. Let's, let's no? save that for the next episode. Alright, alright, I'm getting carried away I do like myself some uh, malt liquors 
So yeah, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>